Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode 426. It's the th- third part of the 2021 end of year drunk cast. Merry Christmas, guys. It's Christmas Eve as this comes out. If this is how you're choosing to spend your Christmas Eve, then God bless you. Please let me know and let Chris and Stu know on socials that that this is how you're spending your Christmas Eve. You're listening to us drunk idiots. The usual warnings. I'm putting a warning at the beginning of each one and I'm keeping the intros brief actually because it's a five-parter and it, I think it probably tips the six-hour mark. <laughs> and there's an episode of Off The Beat and Track that's that where we're discussing Christmas songs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not going to ramble on anymore. If you get some money for Christmas, feel free to head over to speechdevelopmentrecords.com or patreon.com forward slash pip. But for now, this is part three of the 2021 end of year drunk cast with myself, Chris Glasson and Stu Whiffin. Let's do this. Right, here we are for part three. We've all gone and had our wheeze. Chris went in the house. I went outside. Um, Stu warned me to not walk on the grass in case there's dog poo. So I basically just stood on your path, pissing in the direction of the grass, which felt weird. And then I panicked and thought... Well, Carol isn't isn't going to be still working, is she? Because the direction I was facing was exactly in your little office that your wife was in earlier. Oh, no. oh this would be awkward if she walks out now. Evening. Get a load of me. <laughs> Thankfully, she wasn't. Why did I get sent in the house then when you were all pissing through the outside? sent you anyway. You just went in. And we can't all go, Uninvited. And we can't all go in the toilet together. Also, you don't we, piss. We know you don't lock the door. <laughs> You're waiting for us to come in. I had a really healthy old piss that time as I don't well. know why we stood outside. You went indoors, yet you've come out and put a coat on it looks like you're about to send, <laughs> sell us a fucking full cortina in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> it's warm. Mondeo. <laughs> Mondeo, mate. It's a callback. It's a drunk cast oh, callback. Oh, man. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> a good old Mondeo. Well, Those were the days. Um, in in this episode, there's loads that we want to talk about, um, but I need to start with things Stu has said on the Two Girls okay. One Shot podcast. Because, and first things first, it's one of my favourite podcasts. It's become a must listen. It's finished now. You've done was it three seasons or four? Four. Four seasons. I think they're all fantastic. I think Charlie and Nina are they're absolute so, superstars. Such good girls, I think they're they? so good. Funny, funny. I think the first season was good, but it was the second season where you kind of got a format and it yeah. was these hour-long episodes. The first season was like, it could be a 10-minute story, it could mm-hmm. be a 20-minute story or whatever, but the, the second season, they started to get more of a format and they started to dig into his stupid potato head a little bit and ask these weird questions and get right. into his psyche. Right. Um, again, like Chris, I think you'd love it, but I also think it's one you can listen to with your missus because it's just so weird and depraved. But it's not your weird and depraved stories. Mm. Um, So I've got three things I want to talk about. First one I'm going to start with, actually, Chris. In like a superhero movie, Mm. if there's a villain, Mm. like normally a Russian villain, how does their backstory normally start of their childhood? Have you got anything that comes to mind? Uh, Well, in in the last uh, 20, I don't know, in the last 10 years, but 
in the time when I read a lot of comics, it would be Stalin-esque in a, in a way. Yeah. So, communism repressed, not eating a lot, rationing. Often, social- like, in some kind of lab that yeah. they studied oh, right, and sorry. brought a... Hmm. Okay, yeah. Maybe in a lab. Did you know that when Stu was a kid, he was taken into a lab to be studied and play with stickle bricks while men watched him to try and figure (laughs) out what was going on? (laughs) This story came out, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) He literally went into a white room while people behind like Uh, a a two-way mirror watched him play with stickle bricks and analysed him. The weird thing was, he told me that. This is the worst thing about our brain. He fucking fessed that up to me. And I was just like, okay, yeah, that's no worries, mate. That yeah, is that super villain yeah, yeah, in a yeah. movie. That is the classic. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, here's, here's their history. They're in there. And then everyone in the in the room, like their brain explodes or something. Mm. Or their eyes just mm. burst. What the Stu, fuck was going Stu, on, Stu? Stu was like, you know, Stranger Things, 11. Yeah. yeah. But he can't count to 11. He was like, one. <laughs> it's like one, then another one. <laughs> Another one. And Four then, ones. And then, <laughs> and then he made their head explode, like in the scanners. Two, three, mate, mate, Eleven he, ones. He was probably the same age as the guys in scanners, I reckon. Mate, what the fuck was going on? Can you explain why you were brought into well, a lab can, to be studied? The, I can rival the noisy villain, right? So I, I used to have temper <laughs> I used to have massive temper tantrums. Ah, that was it. And uh, I used to as as, as well, you know, I used to hold my, my breath until I passed out. Oh, you're well like, When I was angry. Because oh, I, I, because I just, How I, tough are you? Take that to an octagon. <laughs> oh, no. That, yeah. Look at uh, What kind of joke is that? Oh, it's the Scroobius Pip joke. <laughs> He's so tough, he passed out. He's knocked Choked himself, himself out. out. Um, but no, they t- spoke to a doctor about it, and the doctor said, just make sure he doesn't do it at the top of the stairs. <laughs> Was literally the advice. It's really weird. I try not to think about it too much, but when, when I do, I you do think to. like you should it's really. quite weird that I remember being like, "This is quite strange." But I remember being threatened with boarding school, oh, and like, like, and I remember feeling like I was like a proper like problem, and I weren't a problem kid. I weren't like ever aggy or anything with people, but yeah, just the way you put stickle bricks together was really aggressive. But yeah, I remember like going to the doctors and they referred me to Great Ormond Street. And I remember like oh my God. going to like Great Ormond Street and, and literally sitting there in a room getting given stickle bricks and being watched. And like, <laughs> and I remember thinking at the time, like, I, I, I do remember thinking poor man's Lego. But like, <laughs> I do remember thinking like, I love a stickle brick. It's quite strange this, but mm. I guess it was just me life. And I was young, really young. Mm. I was probably like, I don't know, 19, and like, <laughs> and like I, I, I would have been probably, I don't know, eight, nine. So this would have been the, f- the f- 50s or 60s then? Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the electric <laughs> the shock treatment started then. <laughs> yeah, and like I say, like a couple of sessions on the rack and I was cured. And like, but uh, no, it was, it was fucking bananas. And were you putting the, the sickle bricks together <laughs> with your hands or with your mind, you freak? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that. It, 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 is, it is weird. When sometimes I say out loud, I do think, yeah, that's pretty fucking that's weird. Well weird that's well weird, mate. So strange. After all the bullshit. You dropped it kind of casually, and the girls were like, excuse me, what? <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't even dig as deep as I wanted them to. I think they felt a bit, we should probably leave this. Probably this is scared about this. I, I remember, like, um, all of a sudden there was no Coca Cola in my house anymore or Cordial. 
You couldn't eat with knives in your house. Because there was E numbers in stuff. And that was all the big thing in the 80s, like E numbers. So, like, that all all disappeared. (laughs) Did you have, like, a mole in the shape of an E or something? (laughs) Or anything? (laughs) A lightning bolt on my forehead. It's literally. I yeah. feel like the Halloween music should have started when you said that story. That's so fucking weird. You have a go at me hanging outside girls' toilets, which, by the way, I've never actually done knowingly. Sorry, rephrase that. I've never been caught. We've been cashing up in the office before and we've looked to go, oh, should we leave in a minute? Where is everyone? Looks at the security cameras. There's Chris standing outside <laughs> the toilets. Come on. There's Chris. Oh, we'll leave it a bit. There's fucking no way that it was anything sinister. There was no, no, I wasn't taken somewhere and studied. Like they didn't put me in some like strange town <laughs> and study. Si- simulate the town and all the girls' toilets to see what I was doing. I can't remember if I got asked questions and stuff, but I definitely remember like being watched. Like, with, and it sounds fucking mental, but with people with clipboards. Are you? Do you think this is a dream? hundred percent not. You mean it's a dream? Have you asked your mum and dad about it? Well, I, I, need to. I can remember it. Like, ask I'm, your mum about it. Come on, I'll ask you later. I remember. <laughs> sorry, I remember one of the times that I, I was like a, 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 a problem kid. I remember seeing like a leaflet, like a, a, a brochure for a, a boarding school. We couldn't afford boarding school. We well, fucking no. <clears throat> we piss poor, but it was like. Fucking hell, they're paying to get rid of me. I remember right. that as a clever, like you said that well, well on to early in our podcast uh, chats and we got to know each other. You said um, that your dad would or your mum would leave the, uh, the the boarding school booklets around mm. to make you act to up, scare you into straighten it. up yeah. and act, right? Thanks, Stu. But I never knew, yeah, that you were studied as some kind of fucking problem child. Oh, boarding schools were a... Big threat around then, like just after the war and that, and they, they were they really were terrible. My brother, let's <laughs> <laughs> say during the war. Jesus Christ! You're younger than my brother, Stu. That's that's terrifying. Right. So the next one, and we've discussed this a little bit because you brought it up on the podcast. But um, Stu's absolute shock and perplexness at the idea of people having a playlist for for sexy times. Like, genuinely, it was like, what? Have you got a playlist? A sexy I, playlist. Don't, I don't. I don't. I, like, I, yeah, I know. I know my go. Yes or no? I know my go-to banging songs. Yeah, what is absolutely. it? Um, what right at the start or more? Oh, sorry. So midway, you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck that ass, fuck that. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Let me just put, uh, uh yeah, like so classic anal. It's really. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> Was that by Aswad? Yes. <laughs> Did you just say classic? That's good, dude. But what struck That's me, good. I think maybe when me and Chris talked about it, or maybe when me and you, and you talked about it, was oh. you've been married <laughs> since the before playlists were a thing. Yeah. yeah. So you probably would have had a sexy album. And not yeah. even like, here's his sex songs, but albums that like you're not going to put on a fucking hard punk album when you've got a girl around and you're hanging out. You might have some certain albums that are like, that's a bit more... 
Yeah. You know, a bit more mood music. So I understood it a bit more. It's more the playlist thing that, yeah. that perplexed you. I can't remember. Oh, fucking hell, Stu. I just... Fucking hell. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I can't... I mean, fucking hell. David Gray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's going to set the tone. Hello, we with me, honey. No, I tell you what would have been. What's his name? Damien Rice. Oh, yeah. Can I take my eyes off of you? Oh. <laughs> Zavi's singing Sing along. Sing up, boy. recognises that Zavi's one. Zavi's banging to classic games. Zavi heard that. was like, they're at it again. Oh, please, <laughs> please, put, please put Spotify playlist together. Classic. I know. <laughs> Classic anal jams. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it I was. I guess you're, not, you're totally right. Like because you couldn't have just change the record halfway through, could you? We well, don't put it you. You can. Yeah, but like to me, like. Have you never had a, a sexy playlist? Then? You don't need to because if you, if mate, you it's all right if you agree with me because no, I don't think listen, I'm alone. You can go. You can go on to you. I don't think you're alone. I don't know. Look, are we if you're fla- putting are we together confla- a playlist to have sex, things. it's weird. Right, you okay, should be alone right, okay, having sex right. in silence all okay. the time. That was the thing that got to it, was right. they were like, so what do you do? It's like, no, I never really have music on. It's like just this creepy silent. Right. Look, darkness I, haven't, I, haven't got, I haven't got a playlist on Spotify for fucking. Right? I, don't, I don't, right? Um, I guess that's a good idea. But there you go. once you're probably, once you're really in the, in, in the process of it, doesn't matter, but I like the whole, like, the, the wind-up to it. Let me lick I, you up the, and down. Well, that's the thing that hit you me, say, was that I think it's more out. of a, a single-person thing. Because when you're yeah. in a relationship, the beauty of it is sex could happen at any point. Because mm. you're in a relationship and you're attracted to each other. And it's yeah, this thing, you'll whereas, meet someone else and at whereas, that point you'll start... if you're single <laughs> and you've met someone, you're like, oh, <laughs> a, a, a girl is coming round... <laughs> a girl is coming around to hang out or whatever you might think oh I want to have some music on while we're hanging out but you want to have the right music yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's not necessarily a, a a kiss 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 oh hang on let me get the playlist yeah go it's more a, here's the yeah. playlist to set the mood yeah. for the evening because yeah. we know that's what like we're yeah. hanging out like, like we're not going out to see a film you're coming over yeah. to mine and we're going to watch some TV can or you remember it's... the music in Clash of the Star- Titans once the cracking is out <laughs> no you can't nah. that's what I mean like all the wind up to it but once you know that that squid like creature's out of the fucking box you're not you're not listening are you looking and I think that's a lot like sex really if I could if I could say anything I think you're right I, I just don't um, my argument on that was I don't think music's sexy Oh, that was it. Your it's argument was your argument was. I'll get distracted by the music. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, so I'm like, well, actually, the B side of this is. And, and it would have. I would have. Uh, I'll be that guy. Sorry, I'll, I'll let me put extended edit on. My mistake. Sorry, let me just. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, because people will go sexy music. Oh, oh, Prince makes sexy music. No, he doesn't. Prince makes great music. It's not sexy. Oh, it, sexy. Oh, it definitely Come on, is. How dare you? How dare you? I've got an issue every now and then. Every now and then, when I'm watching a nice little Warhammer thing, and we're, they're doing a model with you, and they'll go, "Oh, his backpack is really sexy," and I think. Come on, guys! It's a really well sculpted model, but it's not a, it's not a, it's not the right time to say something sexy. Music can be sexy, and sometimes it's cliche. I remember play, planning a playlist and having it on tape for a girl, thinking they're coming over. 
most of the time they weren't. What was on it? Yeah, okay, so this I'd, is my I'd, idea I'd, of the most sexy I'd song. I'd go with that as well. Most of the times I've made a sexy playlist, it's never been played. Oh. No, exactly. It's just The got fact t- that you two tragic pricks are sitting there wanking to Genuine's Pony <clears> is <throat> fucking sad. <clears throat> by the time I was putting Pony on, I was getting mad love. I didn't need a sexy playlist by the time I realised Pony was a good song to oh, play. That's a brand. But, <laughs> but um, back in the day... Oh, I've got some weird. So obviously, uh, what was the uh, uh, chili song? Uh, <clears throat> Blood set, sugar magic. Down, um, Blood set in my hood. How many pieces do you wish? That one. I can't I remember think. I've being, got a hard one. I remember, like, like rehearsing. Sorry. Come on, guys. I've just come. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I remember just Be thinking. Be careful at your age. We don't yeah, want to expect a cockerside. Yeah, you oh, don't want cockerside. What sure we've wanted for cockerside? And you, you, I remember re- literally thinking that song, thinking, "Yeah, this is when I'm going to really like put it on so and so at uni, and it's going to be brilliant." And uh, most times, absolute foul. Sometimes. A star, I probably, I, I should have been present that day of America, but most of the time, utter disaster. And I'd have like plans of like, um, and I'll play this song and that will get us in the mood. Yeah, most of the time, like Pip says, fucking, yeah, it's playing to an empty room, mate. The, and cre- I- the creepiest part of that story <clears throat> is as soon as he said at uni, I know exactly who he was making that playlist <laughs> for and what his plan was. Oh, that's tragic, mate. That's so tragic. <laughs> He's so right as well. That's the creep. I'm like, no, I don't want to imagine all of this. This no, is, but yeah. God bless him. God bless him. But yeah. Fine. Well, well m- moving on to, on to the third and final one. The girls, mm. again, Nina and Charlie of the Two Girls, One Shot, Shot podcast, the best. Um, were talking about one of the things that annoys them is men g- generally can't dance. And Stu went oh, quiet for a bit. True. Stu went quiet for a bit and went, that's true. I'm a good dancer. Which made me laugh, <laughs> laugh out loud. I'm like, what? I mean, no, I don't think you're a bad dancer, but I wouldn't have thought like... I, I've never had you down for a good dancer. I wouldn't have been like, what? Oh, what? Stu's a good dancer. No, you can't snowboard either. You just look at people and you just go, they can't do it. There's things you look at me, and I appreciate that there's a few finite things where you look at me and you go, you can't do that. I, you can't, you're not like a, I think you can like. It was the I confidence, think, it was the confidence, like, guys can't dance. Like, I can dance. I'm I think you dancer. can fade into the background at a, a family dancer. party. The girls what? were a bit awkward, going like, you know, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you think is good dancing? Why? I'm, I'm not suggesting like tap. More jazz, freestyle jazz. No, and you know, it's. I I, I just think like if the music is saying, "Oh, he's moving." (laughs) The listener, his shoulders have gone. (laughs) Where didn't they? His shoulders have gone. I like like watching you smile. I don't like watching your body move while you smile. (laughs) There's a thing about that. Is two things. Stand completely still and smile. Denied. (laughs) Now the next bit is you're going to enjoy a lot. The girls were like. Because she was like, I can dance. Like, my mates can generally dance. Like, who of your mates is the best dancer? And he thought for a second and went, Chris is a good dancer. 
describe you feel he went, bad. He went, he went, Chris is the best. Bad? He went, Chris is the best dancer I know. And the girls who've met you went, Chris is the best dancer I know. So I know he can, you know, when he gets in, in into his groove, so Chris can dance. Bad. Just because you pay me a compliment doesn't mean I feel bad about disrespecting you. There's things you're better at than me. You're better at having a lisp. I don't feel bad that I don't have a lisp. It's just things we're good at, things we're not. We're all different. There's many clouds in the on the planet, and that's really nice. You felt saying? Um, no, it's not. It <laughs> There's was many it was... clouds on the planet, and I wouldn't and say no, boo that, to one of them. That, that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bastardized uh, uh, Gwen Stefani lyric there, being hammered. Um, look, some of us are great dancers. My, the worst. Do you know what hurts? How about would you all describe your dancing style, Chris? Erratic. Because you were struggling to describe it, but yeah. again, you were genuinely. It Friendly. wasn't a joke. It was a genuine yeah. Chris can move. Dangerous. No, I would say erratic, frenzied, and dangerous. I think that they, you lose they yourself, are, don't you? You lose yourself. I think you've got. To, I think you've got to be able to. I got let your uh, your devil come out of you and enjoy it. But you've got it, to like, lose yeah. yourself in the music, right? <laughs> you've got to make it, wait it, never let it go. Whoa, ho! Um, yeah, I think you've got to do all those things. I don't know. I, I, I'm not. A, my girlfriend thinks I'm a terrible dancer, and that's the worst. That's the she hardest. Me 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 <laughs> she, she did make me dance. Maybe start going out with Stewie. He fucking loves your dancing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah. Together, we're electric, My God, mate. can you imagine us on a Strictly Come, Strictly Come in Your Pants? <laughs> Don't tell anyone about it. Strictly Come dance floor. <laughs> um, my, my, thought, my memories of you two dancing, though, again, it's why... It, Stu didn't instantly come to mind as a as a mover was because my memories of you dancing at the club night is at the booth and just kind of bobbing your head yeah. or when when Ross dropped something really good a yeah. real didn't have space because someone was too busy fucking my leg and my memories of Chris dancing is it can affect your set because yeah. he's going he's in the booth going yeah. so round like this is great but I mean you're building yeah. the hype a key you know yeah. everyone needs a bez yeah, um, <laughs> really yeah. hyping it up, but yeah, I, but I, I genuinely believe everyone needs needs a bez actually, and um, I love being a hype man for you guys. And you're not, you honestly, shame you didn't make it more often to do that. <laughs> you can hype you from can't... the booth or from a mountain in France. <laughs> you know, it's different yeah. approaches. Um, but yeah, yeah, to wrap that, that section up, is there any plans for new stuff from the girls? Because I know you were saying you're thinking of doing another podcast with them. I uh, said, I think they're fucking Yeah, they great. should do so. If it isn't uh, sex stories, agony aren't shit. I'd love or, to hear Or my suggestion to Stu was a never have I ever type podcast. Because some of the best bits of them asking you is, have you ever had mm. sex outside? Have you ever done this or whatever? And I think it lends itself to having a guest for a whole season. Yeah. Like at the end, like one story, if you had cunt on, for example, yeah. you record for him for, for, for one evening, you put that bit at the end of each episode. But in general... It's about you three and them going, have you ever done this? And they are happy to share their stories. They're very open. Oh, they're brilliant. Both of them are like two of my favourite people are like literally uh, hang out with. They make me laugh so much. That's because like, they terrorise you in the way that we do, but then compliment you in the way that we don't. They'll regularly back you up and go, no, but you're very attractive or this and that. And you'll you. be like, no, let's move on. But you can tell he's doing his little proud granny smile. I don't like <laughs> oh no, they're, they're great, but I, like, I, I, I love them dearly, and, and hopefully we'll get something sorted. I know they've got. Um, I literally got a message saying that they've, they've found a studio down their 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 area, uh, literally today. So they've got someone they can record. So yeah, what comes of it? Hopefully something 
because uh yeah they're 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 cracking and yeah and I, I i just love talking uh nonsense with them right let's get, get on to a few other things um chris the only animal that can jump oh fuck off mate that's what, um, that's what Molly not... told me to ask you about oh, the only animal no, that can that's jump. Embarrassing. Come on, Chris. Come on. We've had a bit of, <laughs> of stew embarrassment. I think I once had a go at her because I told her. Uh, what is it? What did she say? The only animal she that said, can jump. Said, ask Chris the only animal that can jump. <laughs> I think I got. I was a bit drunk and I got everything confused, and I said. The elephant was the only animal that could jump, or something like that. I got really, I got really confused. In fact, uh, my girlfriend's caught me up the worst because I literally can't remember. I'm pretty certain I was saying, you're, I was like saying to her, "Didn't you know um, the elephant was the only animal that could jump?" You're at times when you're drunk, you're quite a petulant drunk. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry about that as well. I, I like ashamed about that. I don't think well, you are. Don't. Don't, don't, I don't, think don't, he is. don't set me up to smash me down, Stuart. I'm a I remember my memory of the night he, he kicked you in the ass, and you two mm. had the silent treatment on the way home. After we dropped you off, I shared a thing of, oh, I've just been reading that um, apparently dinosaurs had feathers rather than how we see them. And I mentioned a specific dinosaur, and Chris was like, yeah, yeah, you think a T Rex had feathers? Fucking hell! Yeah, and I was just, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get Chris out of the car. I, only, so, only, it's, only it's now, an area of expertise. For yeah, absolutely. No, it's not though. It's not. That's the weird thing is that it's not an area. Of expertise. That came to it's, because it's, I said I completely going. Don't you know that the elephant is the only animal that can jump? It's the, yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. It's the only. It's the area of kangaroos uh, uh, in that moment. They? No, but they're good at swimming. Really good at swimming. If a kangaroo wants to get you in, if a kangaroo is like standing in water, they are they're gonna drown you, mate. Don't go in there thinking you're gonna offer it out, Stu. I know what you're like, mate. I've seen your all your your Instagram photos. I'm not messing with around with a kangaroo. They're fucking well no, nasty. Mate, honestly, and they will drown your fucking ass. Um, shout out to Casual Geographic, the most enjoyable YouTube channel you can ever watch. You guys know Casual? What, no, what is it? Casual Geographic. Mm. You don't know. No. You don't know casual geography. Now be nice about it. Don't get petulant. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> idiots. Once more, even higher. <laughs> you don't know casual geography. <laughs> casual geographic <laughs> is the best way to learn about nature. Shout out to to homeboy on that. That is fucking brilliant, and I love it. And it's Molly's a always thing. It's a YouTube. I, uh, I think he's on uh, Instagram as well, and he is so enthusiastic about talking about nature. And how he, um, it's his mannerisms and how he describes how animals can put you, make you a hashtag, are just incredible. But you can learn all about kangaroos and crocodiles and weird shit that beavers and otters do. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, now I've put you great. on it, now I've put you on, and anyone listening, go check out Casual Geographic. He deserves your fucking to subscribe, and he deserves a little bit of Patreon money, because that guy is a, a passionate person about nature, and he does it in a way that's just, it's, it's incredible. But yeah, he's always well, talking about Dangerous animals. While we're on the subject of nature and dangerous animals, there's also a little Pretty game. No, there's a little game I made up that, that, that me, Chris, and Mark Irvine, who's, who's as we've mentioned, it's his birthday, made up. And we only did it briefly on our little chat. Mm. But it was after s someone sent through the film N Noah's Shark. Right. And it's like a B movie. Clearly, it's oh, Noah's okay, Ark, yeah. but there's a shark right. attacking the Ark. Yeah. And... We were saying how that's clearly they've come up with the name first. 
and then made the film up after that. Mm -hmm. So I want us to come up with some shark films, starting with the names. I came up with Are You Afraid of the Shark? Mm -hmm. Obviously based on Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's just a spooky shark. Thanks, mate. Thorpe Shark. Mm-hmm. So it's like Thorpe Park, but mm-hmm. there's a shark in Thorpe Park. Um, mm-hmm. um, and then Shark, the Herald Angels Sing, which, <laughs> oh, is, which is about like Jaws Jaws arriving yeah, yeah. in heaven after he's mm-hmm. been killed yeah, yeah. and then just reaping havoc in heaven. Really Sharks and Recreation. Sharks and oh. Recreation would be good. Oh. <laughs> and what's the story? What's... What's the film? Is it? I haven't got past the name yet. No, 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 mate, mate. Well, let's, like I'm a... good at developing. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a shark park. Right. It's a shark park, right? So you go in there to learn about sharks. It's like um, it's like Sea World, which is a real thing, but with sharks. And they're, you know, they're having to look after the sharks. They've figured out a way to keep great whites who notoriously can't live in um, you know, um, environments that we we control. And it's all the hijinks that are involved with um. Uh, man-eating animals, sharks. Yeah, right. I think that'd be a good I like start. I'm yeah, up for that. Right. Um, I like the idea that it, mm-hmm. it's maybe no, no, that doesn't work. I was going to say it's maybe like actually they've made a water park, but mm. somehow a shark swims in through the pipelines. Oh, horrible! And is then style. in, yeah, yeah. in like what a fucking like, nightmare. Like you know how exciting it is to go to a water park and there's a mm. wave machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine the excitement of the wave machine, then the screaming when the wave the starts, and then you realise a fucking yeah, as oh. that wave comes. A shark coming out of that that first wave. Yeah. Everyone ignoring it because you scream when there's a wave machine. Yeah. Anyway. Everyone goes, ah, it's a wave machine. Ah. I like the idea of my title is just shark, but it's got an E on the end. And it's Sean Bean. <laughs> Basically <laughs> animated by Andy Serkis. And he's fighting in the, uh, you know, over in France against Napoleon. Mm. Running a, a platoon. Weirdly, he's a shark. And that's it. Yeah. There's no, there's no extras. All on right, that. Chris. What's the, what's the concept behind the shark crystal? The <laughs> oh, shark like, crystal would be, oh, that's going to be a big Stu, one. Stu is the master. Molly's thinking of an Instagram uh, name at the moment. And I was like, babe, go and ask, go and ask Stewie. Stewie's the master. The, the shark crystal. As it, I think there needs to be a lot of puppeteering in it mm-hmm. as well. Maybe the Hensons. I think the Henson was it the Henson yep. family. Yep. If I can yep. conflate no, that was, with another mm-hmm. word. And the um, the shark crystal is, I think, more like a little bit like it's animatronic sharks, but they're more in a Claire's accessories type vibe. Mm. And it's basically sharks run a Claire's accessories shop. And somewhere in all that cheap cheap accessories, there's the shark crystal. It's a really valuable crystal. But none of those sharks know what's going on. They've got no idea. But there's another shark, a whale shark, that wants in on the shark crystal. That's all i got for you, mate, off the top of my head. Okay. Um, Stu literally turned his back on you halfway through that. <laughs> I, was <laughs> fucking, I, was, I was drowning. Pull it there. back, pull it back. I was hoping to shark. Ready? Yeah. Donnie Sharko. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tony Shark came to mind for me. Tony Shark. It's a shark. He builds a fucking robotic suit for himself to swim about down there. Mm. And he fucking saves all the little fish. Anyway, that's a fun little. Oh, I like that. I like that. I feel like my. I feel like I've not delivered, but I think it will come to me. I think later on it's going to bite me in the ass, as it were. It can come later. Mm, hey. Well, let's draw, drop in a few TV shows, films, okay. yeah, right. things, because we've got more little games and ideas. 
fights. Don't, don't let me forget Dartford because I've got loads of fucking Dartford. messages about this. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Think, we'll get to that in the next I, one. Stu, honestly, if you've had a few drinks, I think you should <coughs> double check. You can talk about that stuff. You want to do it properly. Um, yeah. Any TV shows? Um, I know, Chris, you and I have both watched Midnight Mass and thoroughly oh, enjoyed it's really, it. really, really good, Midnight have Mass. Have you watched that, Stu? I haven't. I think you'd enjoy it. It's on Netflix. It's only like an eight-parter or something. It's, it? it's, somewhat, it's somewhat fantastical. But I I'll think, be the judge of that. <laughs> I, think <there's> an, <laughs> I think there's enough in there that might make you think... Um, there's a, there's a while too you need to make any sort of leaps of imagination. Is it sci-fi? No. No. And me and my dad... Me and my brother recommended it to my dad, and we purposely didn't say the kind of more. There's a bit of a mystical element in it, but it's all based around religion. Please don't compare me to a similar mindset to your dad. <laughs> no, you know, you know, similar you know, people's cousin dad. <laughs> That's it's a bit like Last of Summer Wine. <laughs> A bit of a dinner lady's vibe. <laughs> but yeah, it's very good. And I thought it was really well done. All through it, I was waiting for them to mess it up a bit. Because it's like you start to get the idea of what they're doing. You're like, this is cool, but is it going to work? And I thought they, they nailed it until the end, really. Yeah, yeah, they delivered. They delivered. They touched on some very, very... The, the dialogue is brilliant. I think dialogue is a really tough thing to write. And I think um, they, they smashed it, man. I think um, it's tough to not want to give any spoilers but the acting in it is really fucking amazing as well mm-hmm. your matey um, shout out to Raul Coley yeah Raul's really really delivers in that role yeah and he was proper nervous about mm. it I spoke to him I'm not sure if it was on the podcast or privately because we were filming in Vancouver at the same time and he was saying how he got offered this role because he did Haunting of Blind Manor mm. with the same guy mm. And he got offered this role and he wasn't sure and then he accepted it and then he tried to walk off of it because he felt he wasn't good enough and wasn't qualified. But I thought he did absolutely amazing. I, the, the bizarre thing is, um, as someone who didn't know any anything about that, mm-hmm. I felt like he was one of... who delivered one of the stronger performances in amongst, in amongst um, uh, a, a lot of really good performances. I really Completely. did. I really And I he really got pushed like there that. because of Mike... Flanagan, who's the writer and director. Oh, and fucking good on, good And Mike's on. new one, the cast is amazing. Mm. Um, they're just starting to film it. And Mike said he wants to do a horror in the Star Wars universe. Oh, it's gagging for which it. Which I think would be absolutely amazing. He's completely the right guy yeah, to yeah. just do this kind of standalone. Yeah, man. Uh, like they did with Rogue One, well. where it's kind of its own thing. It doesn't have to tie in with everything else massively. The most um, powerful... Um, Jedi or Sith in the in in the in the Star Wars universe is dark as shit. It's like beyond dark. It's a, it became a planet, and it was just a it was just a, a female who um, was was uh, um, I think um, left on a planet with with certain other forces, and she became this incredibly dark force. But you don't even need to do that. You could do like um, you could do loads of shit about a horror in Star Wars. Jesus Christ, that'd be amazing, um, wouldn't it? Stu, it confused the shit out of Stu because. It, you might, you want, you you might keep saying it. dark, and I'll just keep thinking of films. Sorry. <laughs> the Shark Knight Rises. <laughs> oh, this fucking guy. This oh, guy. I like it. Why the fuck doesn't Hollywood know Stu's name? Like, they should literally be like, fuck, we're stuck. We're stuck. The Shark Knight Rises. The shark Knight Rises but it's about like a shark from medieval times that's come back from the dead. It's nothing to do with Batman or anything. Yep. It's just. No. Purely taking the, the, no, the, the yeah, name on a yeah, journey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. Jesus Christ, man. That's beautiful. <sighs> I love it. 
Yeah, if, if, if you've got anything that you wanted to talk about, what documentaries have we... Because we were going to discuss no, the, the Frank Sidebottom... Doc- <laughs> um, Frank, I want you to watch King Rocker. Yeah. And I won't ramble about it loads, but it's a documentary that Stuart Lee made about Robert Lloyd of The Prefix and The Nightingales. Mm-hmm. And it's... The reason it came to mind is I know that one of your favourite documentaries is the Frank's mm-hmm. Sidebottom documentary, which blew me away. Mm-hmm. And this had so many of the same things there of this kind of unsung kind of cult hero. But in this one, he's alive still. And him and Stuart Mm. Lee are chatting and interviewing. There's some really heavy bits. There's some really funny bits. And the the narrative that Stuart builds with this statue of an ape that was outside um, Birmingham New Street Station for like, four months or something in the 70s or 80s and the narrative he builds with that ape's journey and the journey of, of Robert L- Lloyd is fucking great it's really good I think you'd like it yeah I uh, uh, love Stuart Lee he's an eye player uh, I believe and obviously when <clears throat> you mentioned I was out walking a dog and you mentioned you was going to watch um, the Chris Seavey story to being mm-hmm. frank and I was like Oh my God, please watch that because I've never spoke to anyone about it. And I think it's one of the most incredible things, like incredible like documentaries I've ever seen. And yeah, and so the fact that Stuart Lee's made one about the Nightingales, I'm all over it. Like that, yeah. that, that excites me a lot. Um, but yeah, um, TV wise, I've got, a, um, I've got the, the first one, and I know that you've seen these as well, Pepper. I don't know if you have, Chris. But but also, but also, shut up, Raiders of the, the Lost Shark. Oh, you beauty! <laughs> and basically, also, it's porno. So there's lots of uh, SP, <laughs> SP scenes, that shark penetration, <laughs> SFM, shark female mouth, oh. STM, shark to mouth. And you can um, find out yeah. all about that on the shark <laughs> yeah, web. You can just oh. find out. Oh, Stuart, with me! He already did it again! Oh, I love this shit. There's no way you can beat him. There's no way you can beat this guy. Oh, dear. Jesus Christ. Sorry, mate. That's fucking amazing. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Sorry. The documentary series that I want to speak about is Untold. Yeah. Um, amazing, right? Malice at the Palace, Crime and Penalties, oh, Deal with the Devil. Oh, fucking God. The Deal with the Devil was the first one, the one about the box of Christy Martin. Yeah, I, I was raving about that, that too, wasn't I? I put, I put that in her MMA chat, hell. Thing, which Chris isn't in. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, have you watched any of these, Chris? So, um, I think Pip turned me on to... You've got to the quiet. ice hockey one and the basketball oh, one. I, 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 I was... put that in our Cool Dudes chat, which just Stu isn't in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the Cool Dudes You know chat. the one, our chat, uh, Loners Incorporated, yeah. that Pip's not in. Well, but our chat's called Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's just a direct message. Yeah, it's, it's Chris Redshift. <laughs> <laughs> Stew brush. <laughs> that's a great callback. Um, Crime and Punishment had me in tears, mate. Seriously, is. <laughs> Stew brush. I think it still is as well, Stew brush. And the weird thing is, I've gone through correcting people's names... And I haven't. I don't think I've corrected Strew Brush. It's, it's lovely. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Oh, um, yeah. The Christy, uh, 
that one blew my mind because what one? What one? What one? about the female boxer one. Christy, the, who, who's um, who was like trainer. the female Tyson, at and the she time. fought on the Tyson cards. And, yeah, oh, you know, women's boxing right, yeah. was not really a, a you know a, a, a particularly watched thing, and she was one of the kind of real sort of trailblazers for it. And oh my god, the the relay. I mean, she, she was obviously by her own admission like openly gay to, mm-hmm. to certain people. But she was married to her trainer, who was a fucking lunatic that would make. Who was a guy? Yeah, who was a guy? Yeah, and would. So it's her beard. What is it when you're a lesbian and you've got a husband? Is that beard still, or is that different? Mm, I guess so. Right. Yeah. But he would like film her constantly, wouldn't he? And uh, he would make her wear like a prosthetic cock. And stuff around the house. It's really fucked up. What? And like, and he was st- like, absolutely fucking insanely controlling. He's in the documentary throughout from prison. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and like you've you've got like very famous boxers talking about you know how prolific she was and her story's unbelievable. I've never heard of her at all. I yeah. said I put it in the group because I know that you're far more knowledgeable of boxing. Yeah. And Brian and Blake and everyone. Yeah. But yeah amazing. And I, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I mean, hopefully that's salacious enough. And it just fucking goes bleak. But and speaking of salacious, the crime and punishment one blew my yeah. mind. The Malice in the Palace was the one that turned me on to it. That yeah. I first had a look because I think Ian had told me it's amazing. Remind me, so <clears throat> crime and punishment's ice hockey. Ice hockey, yeah. Yeah, the, the that, one yeah. that they raised the ice hockey to. Tony I've never Soprano's heard of. Based yeah. On. yeah, exactly. The fact that it's Tony Soprano based on him, it's yeah. this whole story, this team that was essentially just created by a mobster and put loads of money in and they because were... Because he's some well, like Mighty well, Ducks. Well, 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 yeah. uh, alleged, alleged. And I, I ju- what, what I think, what, what makes me cry my eyes out, and I, I, I genuinely cried my eyes out watching that, was... Um, Dry your eyes, mate. Was uh, <laughs> was the the respect. Like, I always find, um, with me and Stu, was, we spoke about the fact that we, we shared a, a, a karate instructor. And it's mm-hmm. not about... It's, this not, has got, not like in any... Not in an SP way. Oh, right, yeah. We, we didn't uh, we didn't double penetrate him, shark yeah. penetrate him. Um, but He's it, all talk. His shark is worse than his bite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Not, not, not that that was involved in a in a masculine way, but one of my massive peers uh, when I grew up was a person who taught me a lot about discipline and kindness. Was my karate instructor Stan, and I remember when I hadn't seen Stan for about six months and met him as a kid, I nearly started crying because of the absolute respect I had for this person. Yeah, and um, and in crime and punishment, you can. I think if you've got very fixed ideas of what morality are to you, and they Stu and recording a beer advert, he just poured that right <laughs> in his mic, just beautifully. <laughs> if you've got fixed ideas of morality, um, I think that maybe you 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 won't enjoy that. But I I I I don't, and I think we've all got a different compass, and I think if you. There's certain lenses you can watch crime and punishment from and be disgusted about it, but for me, I I actually thought it was a beautiful, a beautiful show. <laughs> Shark fruits available now. This is the advert that crime and punishment would want you as well. But when when they later on when they do a reunion and they they're talking about enforcers and if you if you watch or enjoy ice hockey you understand what an enforcer is but they're the kind of tough guy and they take some fucking heavy shots mm. as well and they're 
they're beyond tough. Like the guts you've got. If you've ever been on an ice rink and seen ice hockey players skate round on it, it's a different level of violence. Madness. Yeah. And an enforcer is the fucking eye of the storm of that violence. And um, you wouldn't think they've got a, a soft spot. And there's a scene where their enforcer, after like however long it is until they shoot this documentary, and the guy, Jimmy, who, who puts it all together, the, the, the father, who's they consider Tony Soprano, is he walks into the bar and the enforcer catches sight of him and he just swells up emotionally yeah, because of the respect and love he has for that person. And, f- and it kills me, man. Like, and like you say, like that was built on, yeah, there's some double dealing. I'm sure there's people who suffered as a result of the trades that finance that business. And I'm not trying to glorify the, the, the gangster industry at all. I'm sure it's awful, but from a, a certain perspective, there's there's a lot of beauty and a lot of strength in that film, and it is absolutely beyond fiction what happens in it as well. And a brilliant marketing plan because oh my God. they built it on the back of his son likes Mighty Ducks and WWF and WWF time, and, right? and, and loads of wrestlers would come along and be yeah. part of the and the marketing thing was uh, 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 again I don't know if it's a little bit before your time was was the film Slapshot the Paul Newman yeah, film yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and, and the, the goons that, and the goons and like, like yeah goons. Let, let's goons. find retired players that were like a bit too fucking much for the, the league bring them all back and create this fucking team of lunatics and that were just going to brawl and obviously fans swarm to that shit and like it was unbelievable and like the fact that you're watching this amazing like ice hockey team and this brand swell and then that documentary is cut with this constant kind of investigation for high level criminal you know, activity, criminal activity. Yeah. it's mm. fucking brilliant it's, it's brilliant. interesting uh, what you were saying there made me think of something of those people who influence you and you have respect for a period in your life and mm. then you kind of forget but then it's like yeah. when you bumped into your, your, your karate, a karate instru- instructor again I had a message Maybe a year ago now, or half a year ago, and it was just a photo of a card, and it was a girl saying, "Was this you?" Because I'd sent when I moved into my flat in Stamford. It was the first time I'd lived on my own, and the guy who lived below me, Bill, was an older guy. I didn't know him that well, but like he helped me jumpstart my car, and when my boiler broke and things like that, he was kind of in the brief time I knew him, he was a bit of a father figure, and he he passed away. He was an older guy. And I'd written a card to say how sad I was that he'd gone and just kind of told that story of, like, it's not like we were hanging out every day, but there were moments where I really didn't feel like a fucking grown-up and I was capable of dealing with grown-up life now. And Bill just popped out and was like, you all right with that? Like, And helped me fix something or repair something. Or or, I said he jump-started my old Capri four or five times. But I'd forgotten about Bill completely. I'd forgotten about the whole thing until this girl who was his granddaughter was clearing out some stuff and was like, is that, <laughs> is that the rapper, Scroobius Pitt? And just and sent me a, a message and it was proper emotional to, uh, to read it because it had completely gone from my memory, but it was a really nice kind of... Wait, and it was yours, nice for her man? as well to kind of go, this was a, it's nice that someone bothered to kind of write down that impact that someone had had coming. Because I think nice. there's loads of that. I think we have a lot of stuff like I try and do it more and more now with different artists I appreciate. Try and reach out and say, but by the way, 
you've really impacted me in many ways because I mean we spoke about it in the first episode or second episode of, of listeners and that who reach out and bother saying something it really yeah Massively. they need to do a lot more of that in, in do you think there was I a period where I, I like, think they looked at you and uh, looked at that letter and just thought it can't be Scooby as Pip the Rapper who'd have a fucking Capri in 2012 <laughs> <laughs> And I went, yeah, no, he'd totally have that fucking dickhead. <laughs> Incidentally, I had to go and get something out of my old garage y- yesterday. Had a look at the Capri, mint condition still. I did I not know you still had that. I, just, I, I put it in the garage and covered it up. Just, but I thought it's been there years. It's probably rusted, horrible. Had a look. Just the heads up. He doesn't know anything about cars. No, no, oh no, no, it won't start. No, so like, yeah. make no so, mistake. So, body so work make, make no mistake when he says mint condition. Yeah, the body that, work that comes from literally an idiot's perspective. But, yeah. but the he body wrote, work. He, he is made in he made his money out of writing about being sad. Yeah, so yeah. he's got no idea what that that car gave him hell on earth. Yeah, um, it's in mint condition. My mum hates that car. She probably hates it. Like when I've got a new car, she's like, "Have you sold that car yet? Have you have you got, you got rid of it?" Then, then someone messaged me on Instagram or something. I was like, "Have you still got the Capri?" Because Capri's prices have gone through the roof recently, apparently. And I was like, "Oh, is this?" And Mum was like, "Well, just get it out of the garage and get rid of it." It's like, such a why do you hate this I don't car? Know. So Listen, much? if you're going to keep it, mate, make sure it's not rotting away. And the well, problem is, the longer you leave it without rolling out, me. it's not in mint condition. It's going to no, be bodywork fucking... wise. The engine broke. That's why I, st- I stopped driving it because the engine was rough. I went away to America and I dropped it into a Capri specialist that you drive in. There's all these dead Capris that they can get the parts from, and they were working on it. Uh, look, scrapyard. No, but a specific Capri oh, right. one. It's, it's, it's in Dartford. <laughs> They're a Capri special. You drive in and every motor you see is dead. You see, <laughs> listener, are the, are, are these guys don't really know about cars, but with cars like Capris, it's hard to get the parts because yeah. they don't make the parts anymore. So if they've got all the scrapped yeah. old ones, they can they can pillage the, the, the work of it. But yeah, they had it for like three weeks. Yeah. I picked it up after the airport, picked it up. Drove home yeah. as I pulled into my flat, it broke down, and that's <laughs> exactly. and that's when I got a new car. I was like, "Fucking hell!" The fucking specialists. specialists have been working on it. Specialists, yeah. Free specialists. You tried to mug me off there. It's just a couple yeah. of dangerous loans. They don't know what they're doing. Anyway. posters of Bodie and Dorf on the professionals on the fucking wall. I pulled it up into a garage and I've never looked at it since. There was but, just a load of other broken Capris there. <laughs> I think they know what they're doing. <laughs> How much? Yeah, that seems fair. How dare you? I wrote but, this um, song called Back From Hell. I mean, you can, you can have the right song. Speaking of music and of my mum, I want to bring <laughs> something up that I noted because my mum was listening to our last drunk cast oh, and dear. she told me a conversation that Sorry, we had Danny. that I'd completely forgotten because we were talking about Billy Bragg yes, and how amazing he is and yeah. how insane it was that on like one of my last ever shows, he came and performed, yeah. or we performed a song with him, but at our show. And my mum was, was listening, <laughs> and she told me, I'd completely forgotten this, and it explains so much about me stopping music, or me stopping the club night, or whatever else. Before I quit my job and, w- and went off on tour, my mum, being like a responsible mum and concerned, took me aside and said, like, w- w- what do you want from this? Because music isn't an easy thing to mm. make a bit like always been supportive, but they're also realistic. We're mm-hmm. not a rich family that it's like, Oh, you could just do what you want mm-hmm. and we'll yeah. cover it. And apparently I said, all I want to do is I want the people that I look up to and respect to respect me. And she was saying that that story of that ending thing being Billy Bragg and then 
the record coming out on Sage's label and doing interviews with Saul Williams and stuff like that. It's like, that makes so much more sense that it was never a, oh, we're at our peak, we should keep going because we might be able to get a bit more money or a bit more success. Don't you it's that day. thing of, yeah, I did, I've spoken about it before, but that show at South by Southwest where I walked on stage and Idea and Buck 65 were side stage. In the crowd was like Slug and Sage Francis and Dolan and all of these people. And that just, yeah, I, I didn't remember saying that at all. I'm sure it was partly a, just let me do what I want to do, Mum. Yeah. All I want is this kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I completely f- forgot that. And it's when she was it. listening did, to that, she was did, like, that makes did, sense, you man. You did express things like that, mate. And like, uh, <laughs> as much as I, like, I, 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 I always, it, it's funny because I'll always pull up pull you up for for things that are absolutely irrelevant like back from hell or or stuff like that which is is it's enjoyable for me to say it because it's petty and hopefully you realize it's petty this is another thing on the inaccuracies is chris thinks i hate back from hell a lot more than i hate back from hell no 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 i think it's got the worst opening line i mean i i hate it (laughs) just because (laughs) and i hate it more because i i enjoy to hate it when i first (laughs) listened to it mate i i I liked it (laughs) But, the opening um, line is, I'm sentimental, oh no, I mean I'm said to be mental, <laughs> which is the cringiest, yeah, yeah. like, I'm a bit wacky. But, but I mean, like, it's not I'm a bit crazy, mad, me. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's that's what the opening line is. Dave, <laughs> Dave crazy. The opening line is me pulling my, <laughs> pulling away and going cross-eyed slightly. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Huh? Pulling Stu's face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, dude, you... you you like when I think about. I remember listening to um, uh, before you w- were releasing anything, even pre pre that that first CD where you had Back from Hell on it. I think you had. Um, I was going to say Rats. I don't think you ever made a song called Rats. <laughs> Rat Race. <laughs> Rat Race, <laughs> which is incredible, and uh, a thousand words. And what was the other song? There's one more on there. Um, Rats. D- development <laughs> development yeah development and it's a weird cd i've got it somewhere like um i don't treat things with that or like that with rap. any form of respect it might have been screwed up <laughs> something like that and i was blown away by all of that and i don't know where i'm going to go with this i just want to get mega sentimental I mean, let's but move you, on now you, i feel like i thought like, it up basically say Come on, guys, tell me how great I am. No, dude, listen, <laughs> man. I didn't mean like, listen, it like that. We, we, I would listen to Sage Francis when I worked in the Outback at the back of a steakhouse and just feel like that felt like God. Mm. Like they used to say, Mum is the word for God and the lips are hearts of all children. Well, for us as, as early teens, when you depart from your parents, I think some of your idols are, and our idols were people like Sage Francis. To know that you work with those guys and they, they hold you in such high regard. To me, man, you should feel like that, and you should be that happy. And um, exactly, that. And, I and think that's why it was, so, I said, so easy to walk away because it's like, yeah. man, that's exactly the same. Us getting in my car and playing the Sage, sick oh, of EPs, yeah, yeah, exactly. and going over and over again, and being like, fucking hell, this is amazing. And now Sage is a mate and was on one of my tracks and things like that. It meant that there wasn't any, oh, but how big could we get, or how successful mm. could we get? Because no, the people. From Sage to, as I said, Billy Bragg to Liam Howlett and all these kind of things. It's like, no, it's already mad yeah. that anyone but gives the, a shit. But I think that it, it depends what you set out to do. And I think, hmm. and, and it's great that you have like kind of, and I, and I say it's a great spirit, like sort of simple pleasures. I'm quite drunk now, so I'm talking mm-hmm. nonsense. But, um, like Chris, I just want to let you know if Stu says anything really beautiful and poignant, try and yawn into the mic as he's doing it because he did that when you were saying the beautiful thing about mum 
mum is the term for God, and you went, oh. it was really, it was beautiful <laughs> and poetic, so and you didn't stumble either. It didn't like get confused and drunk. Oh, it really no. came out articulate and wonderful. And Stu's going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see where he goes oh, now. Jesus and Christ, she's really <laughs> Jesus Christ. You lispy prick. But I do think it, it's 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 great if you, you you've got them them sort of simple pleasures of like what you your mum said to you, and I think that's incredible. You know, it, it was a man. It's the first note I had on the drunk cast because it was directly after that drunk cast had come out, and I was like, "Fuck, man, I don't remember that at all." But that makes yeah. that makes everything make so much sense, kind of thing. I think it's really important to make sure that any kind of creative goals you have, like or career goals you have, should be personal to you and shouldn't be like based on like reach or the the, the oh, you know the so opinion of, of other people and that's really hard as soon as you're in the industry as as you'll know from when like serious problem that no, started but, to blow up you then start to be like oh but who can we be bigger than or what size venue can we get to or the, what the, airplay can but we i i also then thought my i, I set myself like really stupid yeah, goals yeah i want to be on the radio i want to be on the telly and i want to go on tour yeah and I've done all of them. No one ever saw a TV show. Anyone that listened to XFM, fuck me. If they listened to it 24 hours a day, Total they might losers. have heard us. Yeah, but losers. But it was all just a case of like... <laughs> losers. Well, I, I ticked all them boxes so I can just kind of go, do you know what? I can then move on to the next thing because Mate, I, I weren't bothered about doing it for anything other than just kind of ticking a few little boxes for myself. Very, very like, soon in, in knowing you, Stu... And as much of a piss taker as I am of um, all your flaws, um, all, all all his flaws. How many? Um, more than Canary Wolf. I think that you, <laughs> I could tell straight away that um, you were kind of like, I, I, I've always been drawn, and we said this about, we've had deep conversations about this before, of one of the things I love about you is your gratitude and rejoice of life and understanding of meaning of what you've done. And I really mean that, Stu. Like when when you talk about music and what you did, it's the dream career for me. Like if I was to if if I'd ever gone that far in music, which by the way is about three millimeters, because your band obviously sucked. Um, but you're you're <laughs> so he did. But like, but, you know. but no, uh, I mean I, was... I don't. I mean I'm mixing. I pick the peanuts out of the turd here. I'm mixing in bullshit. But like you you had. An absolute you 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 got out of that creative pursuit, which w- what you should have done, which is do it for yourself because we've our brains are so fucking mad. There's like so many eighty six billion neurons. There's there's not that many many more stars in in the planet. You can't possibly hope to please anyone else with what your artistic endeavors are. So so don't. And and one of the a massive correlation between Pip and you. Is I see an uh, uh, Indi- is hair fingers is hair. You've both got strong. I think you both can finger bang bitches like there's no tomorrow. It's on my CV. Um, but but also, I think female dogs. I think you wouldn't worry. So hairy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they wouldn't know. I mean, <laughs> I caught Pip banging the life out of Zav out there. I think you both can. Um, you'd make music that you you want to make, and yeah. I think that's so important. And if you make music that's good. Or that's like like known to be good, you might get popular. And uh, and if you're making music that no one ever hears, 
It it really doesn't matter. I, I really think it's in. I think it's utterly inconsequential what other people think about what your artistic exploits are. Hundred percent. Because because I think there's people like right, we we called out Rachel Wells, um, who's one of our listeners. Her art, and when I look at her art, and I think about the creative creativity in it, I can think about five other artists I know who make a lot of money, and I would go, Rachel's better. But it's only my opinion of it. It doesn't mean that's the mass opinion. Yeah, Pip wrote at back. At Wells, Wells, Wells. At Wells, Wells, Wells. Yes, Pip wrote back from hell. Yes, it's a fucking, it's a fucking, it's a fetid turd of a record. But, um, <laughs> but, but actually. I've spent this whole time thinking of t- tuning in the radio and then going, that was Babylon Zoo. And next up, a new band from Thurrock, A Serious Problem. <laughs> Actually, look how many great things. I, I, like the thing that when you did that distraction pieces and before that, loads of things. I couldn't get around my head how how well you'd done. And it doesn't matter that other people might have a criticism of it. People who criticise, and I will do. Like back from hell. Just remember, a lot of the time, critics, critic. You don't hear from people who are doing better than you. You hear about people who are fucking fucking drowning. And I think that's kind of true. And that's not a disrespect to people who are, are struggling. It's just something to be aw- be aware of. I, anyway. I remember in that period, Chris was the best and the worst. Because like well, when we did the Reliant on the Kindness of Strangers tour, all that kind of thing, amazing, we knocked about. But also, because I'm very much, I'm just going to lock myself away and get it done. And then here it is. He'd always give me feedback after yeah. the record's done and out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, I don't need feedback at this point. The album's out like... Here's what I think didn't work. <laughs> Thanks, I wrote, mate. I wrote, literally a notepad full. <laughs> yeah. Comments. Like, Thanks, mate. Thanks, Thanks mate. It's, it's too late now. I wrote a notepad full. I remember that as well. I remember going but, through, pouring through, <laughs> and, and writing. A when we were, were driving somewhere again, but, but again, I still one of my favourite things is that relying on the kindness of strangers mm. tour, where oh, we just man. toured about the country. You just starting off redshift and trying to get stuff done. Me just, I've said, I said on another podcast that Chris has got a huge part in my career because that first performance outside the DJ Shadow album launch at Universal or wherever it was, if there wasn't someone there to hold me accountable, I would have bottled it. Yeah. I remember getting my, my, my amp out on that and being like, ah, fuck. Because again, it was that stupid thing. I talk about it all the time with stammering that I get praised for bravery when half the time I've just not thought it through. Yeah. And I remember getting there and thinking... Ah, fuck. I've quit my job. I've recorded an album. I've never actually performed in front of anyone. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And I think if I was on my own, it would have been easy to go, I'm I'm going home. Mm. This hasn't worked out. But because there was someone there, not bullying me into it, but more, I I would have been embarrassed to walk away with my mate there who's coming on the road with me for a Mm. week or a month or whatever it is. Mm. I was like, I've got to do it then. And those first three or four, hated every moment, but I felt I didn't have a choice because... Chris was there to kind of, if I did say no, be like, what the fuck are you doing? We'd, yeah. We've literally packed our stuff and got in your van. For, like, we've literally mm. we've left our homes and we're sleeping in the back of your van. If you, you don't do start something? rapping, I don't know how many girls are going to suck my dick tonight. It's going to be you. I think that was kind of the, the Someone's doing it. <laughs> Zero <laughs> girls suck my dick in that. Uh, 
Zero girls suck my dick in that mini cab. Specifically girls. There was a lot of dick suck, though. I sucked a lot. Let's move on to the next episode. We'll wrap things up. In the next one, I want to talk about some MMA stuff. And we won't go crazy into it because we've done an MMA roundup again with some of the people in our MMA chat that, that Chris isn't in. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about some of your favourite podcasts, either of your own or guests that you've had. Mm-hmm. I want Stu's holiday story and the DJ in Dartford story. Yep. We'll remember to do that in the next one. And yeah, there's I've a few I've got a note for uh, dicks I've sucked. Mm-hmm. I've also got a note for f- favourite thing that Molly said. Oh, that you told us to remind you on. I also yeah. want to talk about dumb things at school because okay. i just had a it was, it was listening to one of your podcasts i think i had a vivid memory of how we used to mm. number one we'd do fireballs where we'd just get a yeah, lighter yeah. Oh, and fill great. your hand with gas and then do it another one would spray our hands with and, and crazy considering how hairy my hands are but i've still got a scar we'd spray our hands with deodorant all oh, right and then and then light it so i want to talk about more stuff like that which now i think i think what number one what was the point number two that's so dangerous but yeah I want to talk about a bit of that. And I've got... How about my Hollywood look? Your Hollywood look? I want to hear about your Hollywood look on your <coughs> penis. Um, and I want to play a game where we write a Christmas song, but taking it in turns to do lines. Okay. It's all a little right. game yeah, I've sure. made up. Yeah, all right. Sounds um, disastrous. Stu's, Stu's happy nan face on Zoom. No, we've done that. We've done that one. <laughs> I'm going to bring that up on every episode. Right. We'll see you in a bit. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. I mean, apologies for how loud it's already getting. Imagine, imagine that there's two parts left. Considering where we are now, imagine where this goes. As said, have a lovely Christmas, guys. We'll be back on Wednesday with part four. Yeah. See you then. And until then, stay safe, stay sane, and stay merry. Ta-ta.